0: Welcome to the Character Matters Podcast, where key issues are put to the litmus test instead of the mainstream media. Let's get it started with your host, Gregory Trent. Welcome to the Character Matters Podcast. I'm Gregory Trent, and so glad to have you aboard today as we continue the interview that we had with Lance Walker. Lance is a barber in Pennsylvania who has deep conversations with mainly men who tend to come to his barbershop and just kind of open up about the the events of the day. Today will be no different as we visit several subjects. Um, More importantly, we're going to touch on the Me Too movement men have evolved over the years in our perception of what happens relative to accusations and uh, really becoming enlightened in the age of the Me Too movement. And so none of us are go untouched by it. And so in this discussion, we just kind of organically talk about the fact that we got to continue to evolve, to learn, and to be more decisive when these situations arise. Well, with that, let's go back into the interview. So, so in, in in your in your barbershop, you're having these conversations, um, and you have no hogs barred. I heard you say earlier that there is a lot of intentionality in what you do there. Um, so, it, tell us more about the conversations you're having and the learnings, and uh, you know maybe some of the breakthroughs that you've seen in the barbershop.
1: Even like like okay with the with the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like a. An even deeper ob- obligation because I have a a first basically a fraternity of men here. I mean, I have I have some female customers that come in, but by and large, my, my clientele is ninety five percent male. Right. And after I sat back and looked at it, uh, at, the, at the onset, I was I was upset when the bill Cobb stuff came out because I was thinking to myself personally like, wow, these women are coming out of woodwork twenty years later, thirty years later, whatever, saying this right. and the third. And and I and I honestly I, I honestly I feel bad that I even thought that way. Right. But once again, when you have blind spots, uh, so I'm looking at it like, wow, these women, not even taking into consideration, you know, I start, you know, my, my, I have a wife and two daughters, and I yes. started thinking about it. Well, wait a minute, what if that was my wife or my daughter that that happened to? Yeah. I, I don't care if it's fifty, a hundred years later. I want to feel a certain way.
0: Absolutely.
1: And and, and you know, and, and if you come out and, and I find out later on. I know, I know me. I know my flesh. Right. You know, you know, you know, I may want to have some words with Mister Cosby, right, or whoever, yes. or who, you know, whoever that is. And I, when I say words, you know what I mean when I say words, I mean laying on of hands. I'm a right. Presbyterian, in there and, you know. <laughs> you know. Right. But but, and so whenever I started thinking of it in those terms, I was like, wow, wait a minute. Okay, I have a, I have a, So why am I mad at these women for coming out thirty years later? Then I really started playing it out, my and, you know, okay. What if that happened to me? Right. You know, right. what if it? What if instead of what if instead of Bill Cosby was Bubba and Otis? Right. I'm, you know, as a man, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. How do you go and when you? How do you say that? So if I'm if I'm gonna, I have a standard for myself. But no, I'm not telling anybody that ain't going to happen. What have you? How can I have a double standard for the ladies and say, well, well, now all of a sudden you want to come out the woodwork when, in fact, we know all it takes is for one person to come forward, and that strengthens all those other people who have been victimized or whatever else, and they come forward and say stuff. Absolutely. But in the same token, I've, I'm not talking to you guys here in the shop about this. I say, but we have a double standard because when the people come forward about the things that have gone on in the, in the Catholic Church, we don't say, oh, why are you coming out 30 years later? Right. Oh, Yes. Yes, I, said, yes, I yes. said, what is this double standard that we have as men that we can do this? I said, we got to do better as men when it comes to, you know. Absolutely. You know, to the ladies instead of, you know, discounting or say, oh, well, look how she was dressed. If you would hear some of the comments that I've heard in here. Yeah. Well, look how they're dressing." I said, look, I said, if a woman walks in this barbershop butt naked, that does not give you carte blanche to start acting a monkey.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> you, you
1: know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are the kind of conversations, you know. That are really, I mean, you know, we're talking about deeper, you know, getting in, get into getting the nitty gritty, you know, dealing with ourselves, to be honest, you know,
0: you know that that's something because as men, we we don't talk like women talk, and and I mean, no. you know, with that level of transparency, it, I always tell my wife, I'm like you guys you guys will talk about stuff so quick so
1: deep yeah, you know the yeah. woman you, just... you go to the bathroom together yes. and Everything and <laughs> it, it blows my mind
0: because i'm not that transparent you know and i try to be transparent right but it's a whole nother level you know and yeah. and it, it's yeah. it, so there are things like i think one of the statistics i saw is one in six men have been sexually assaulted one in six wow but wow you know I, I I I would if I were a betting man, I would bet the heavy odds that you never had a man sit in that barber chair and said I was sexually assaulted.
1: You know, right. but yet one in six right. that sat
0: in your chair have been sex sexually assaulted.
1: It has been sexually assaulted. Wow, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: you know, those conversations need to happen and I think that there is a learning when we begin to talk that we can reevaluate ourselves. I think there's a certain amount of introspection that transpires that whether we're intentionally opening up the door for for there to be dialogue instead of monologue or, you know, whatever it may be, that when these conversations uh, happen, we begin to learn because we're, I know I'm not who I was in 1985 or in 1995 or 2000. I'm a different person.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yep. I, listen, I remember Anita, Anita Heal, when that mm-hmm. kicked off, and I believe I was in the military at the time, and I remember brothers, guys, who were scoffing at the idea of sexual harassment and didn't really know what it was. And right. so, you think right. about that, and, and I forget what year that was, but with Anita Heal, but men were just starting to learn what sexual harassment was. And, and I, I've seen some <laughs> some videos of workplace things that, that were considered the norm. And these are corporate videos that if you were see to see them today, you would be appalled. Now, that's Probably not yeah. to, to yeah. excuse the behavior from before. But I, I think it, it is so important because we started having those discussions the growth since those times are important and we can't just say get over it or it's been 30 years but we've got to be open to saying you know hearing out what they've been through and then do the introspective study to say where do i need to grow as well
1: right yes well that's wow that's funny you said because i used so i was saying we're in a group of guys that listen. And I'm starting to realize it. So it's not like I didn't realize it because I know the lifestyle that I came from and the issues that I you know that that I've dealt with and, and have to deal with to be honest with you on a daily basis because if you if you come out of certain things, that's where your 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 struggle is going to be. So yes. if you came out of, you know, dealing with drugs and crack, okay, well then more than likely i am I'm gonna say for your whole life, but you know, more than likely you're gonna have struggles in those areas. If it was alcohol then it's gonna be that. If it's women, then it's gonna be that. But because of our, our culture in America most men to be honest with you if we are so steeped in in objectification of women yes that if you don't look at women in a in a, in a, in a way that objectifies them mm. I would say you're a prodigy right and I'm not saying and don't get me wrong I'm not saying that you know that we can't you know reel it in or, or, or wait at the at the backdrop of what God's word says or whatever else but don't tell me that, you know, as a as a male, that you don't have those issues. Right. Because we are steeped in it. it a prime example. So I've, I've got a group of guys in here I said, "Now watch it." I said, let's be honest with ourselves. I said, we turn on ESPN. You look at ESPN or any one of the sports shows, mm-hmm. and the men are dressed like they're going to Wall Street. The women are dressed like they're going to the club. Mm. I said, "I, said, no, no, I said, no, we'll sit here and watch this. And I said, don't no be wrong. I, I, I love – football, basketball, hockey, all that stuff. And when I turn that on, I'm you know, I mean, yes, I see it and know it, and it and it is it nice to see look at a beautiful woman, yeah. And that doesn't mean we're always, you know, in a state of lusting or whatever else. Right,
0: right, right. right. And we can admire
1: beauty without, you know, going down that pathway. I said, but when it's constantly in our face, it's like the air that we breathe in and we don't even realize it. Yes. I said, I'll give you an example. I said, if we go to an NBA basketball game, none of things are changing now, but so we at halftime we go get our little drink and chips and nachos or whatever else and we can you know a group of us sitting there just you know talking and at the halftime show there'll be some women out on the court with some you know maybe some booty shorts of a halter top and some pom poms you know yep cheering and we wouldn't we wouldn't you know then I said reverse it now. Then we come back and we got our chips and our drinks and we sit down. Now there's men out there with booty shorts and and, and halter tops <laughs> and pom poms. And I said we'll be the first one talking about this is immoral. <laughs> that is so I said, good. Well, I said, that how is so can we keep good. the morality of it whenever whenever the women are doing it? Yes. I said don't get me wrong. I said I'm not saying that I've I'm, I'm I'm better than somebody else. I said because I'm human too. Yes. <laughs> so I get it. I, I understand. You know I mean, but I said I'm not. I said what I refuse to do is to either turn my back on it, ignore it, or call right wrong and wrong right.
0: There you go. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's it's one of those things when we recognize wrong, we've got to call it out for what it is. You know, it, it's yeah. funny because being out in yeah. L.A., I love going to the Laker games. It, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like it. <laughs> and so I worked for a Fortune 500 company. And at halftime, the Laker girls would put on an outfit that bore the logo of the Fortune 500 company. And so I took all these pictures of the Laker girls at the halftime show. Now I will tell you, I, it did not even dawn on me what they had on because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the emblazoned logo and I'm thinking, Hey, I could take this back to work to our call center and everyone would be excited because, you know, we see our name, you know, of our company there.
1: Yeah. And so
0: when I take it back into that setting, it. The response of the other people's what caused me, they were like, oh, yeah, Trent, when well, you were looking at, I was like, whoa. So I had, to <laughs> s- I had to step back because once I saw it yeah. in, in, in through that lens, then after that, I couldn't unsee it because every time I'm going, I'm like, why don't they put some clothes on these ladies, you know? <laughs> and, and, and then the next logical step was, why is this objectification still something that people are allowing to happen? You know, to me, it it, it went to a point where I really began to be appalled by the way they would dress these young ladies because it's the standard there. This is how they're going to dress these young ladies. Um, and and so I, I think to your point, you know, we, there are a lot of norms that we may be blind to or they, you know, we get, we get used to. And when we, we begin to notice that we begin to step back. This this objectification of women is all around us. And as you said, we own it. I'll be the first one to say, we as men, I'm continually learning and we've got to do better as we're seeing the yeah. how prolific this is with the Me Too movement. You know, while there may be some false accusations out there, everybody's not lying. And with this right, many out right. there, there is a lot to be, you know, to be dealt with. And I think we're learning now. I would not deal with accusations uh, the same way I did ten, fifteen years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because we realize now, and and I think part of it was the very air that we breathe, the culture that we're in. It it tells us, it, it informs us. This is how you're supposed to act. Right. This is what we do. Right. And and and, and so you you're you're not going to see it. You're not going to realize the the victimization of it because society has told you this is normal. Hey hey let me and go one n- let me go one right? further.
0: Let me and this is still going on today. When we hear the accusation, we think about how it's going to impact the accused, not the accuser.
1: Right. So you think right. about it. Yes.
0: When this happened, yeah. people began to say poor Bill Cosby or and I hate to, you know, use his name, you know, but any of them out there. We began yeah. to to worry about the impact on the person who is guilty, rather than the person who has been accused.
1: I was listening to um um you know Trevor Noah, and he said something that was that was profound. And I was like, wow, because he, he was speaking in light of I guess um I guess our you know president waiting Donald Trump is waiting about you know our, you know we're going to start getting accused, falsely accused, is that and the third. And so one of his um, one of his I was watching the Daily Show, the subject uh, what he was speaking on was, was so profound. So he said, you know, our president was saying, Well, you know, now the guys are gonna start getting falsely accused, this and the third. And so he said he was just saying how, you know, that is so off to all of a sudden turn the victimizer into the victim. Yes. And so he basically and I'm paraphrasing he said he said so he said so it's like this, he said if I were to ask he said, now all of a sudden men are the victims. He said, Come on, we're not the victims. This is really, we're not we're not the victims. Don't he said, nah, yeah, it doesn't happen yet. He right. said, but by and large, it's not men who are the victims. He said if if I were to ask my audience right now for the men to raise their hand, if they've ever been he said, I don't want you to do it, he said, but if you've ever been, you know, falsely accused of, you know, rape or, or you know, inappropriately touching somebody or, you know, getting out of line or whatever, if you've ever been falsely accused, you know, if I ask you to raise your hand he said i would, I would dare to say that not a whole lot of men's hands would go up in here, right He said, but on the other mm. hand, if I asked the women how many of you been you know uh, uh, inappropriately touched, sexually harassed, or even all the way up to rape, yes, and he said undoubtedly just about every woman's hand in this room would go up he said, so so we can't switch this around and start acting like, oh, now all of a sudden we're the victim right. because the pendulum has swung and it you know and it uh, you know against mm-hmm. our favor."
0: You know you are is so dead on, I mean there is and and I'm always you know sensitive right because we deal we're not people who who live in a vacuum some I'm very sensitive to those who have been false accused as a black male. you know that we've seen several cases over time in recent years where people went to jail for extended periods of time for false allegations of rape, but statistics yeah. show usually less than ten percent. Are false allegations thus far, and even if we roll in you know the 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 most recent overturns based on DNA, et cetera, thank God now you know we do have when you have these false allegations, um they can be rooted out earlier rather than later, but right, still, right. like you said, when you look at the spectrum I, that's one of the changes I've had over the years is I was always like in a fifty fifty I don't know who's right, who's wrong who's lying, he's telling the truth, you know, let the courts work it out, you know, step back and and hey, you know, if if you want to, and I'm more so now in line with the statistics that I'm going to be like 80%, 90% more likely to believe the victim than I am someone else in most cases, just simply because it's so, it's so proliferated today. We've got to turn this thing upside down.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's gonna take. In all honesty, I think like what I'm trying to do here in the shop, of us having those honest conversations in spaces where I, I know that I can have it here, where we right. got, and everybody. I mean, at this point, you they all know. You know, what I mean, they all know me. They already know that I'm gonna bring a certain certain thing to it. And every now and then, are like, oh, he's on his soapbox again. But they still jump in and participate in the conversation. Yes. so, you know, we're all on that soapbox. In that space. Right, <laughs> but but. I, I think it takes that, because, like you said, as men, you know, we, and I'm fortunate. I'm, 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 I'm truly blessed because I got a, I probably got about one, two, three, four, five. I got about eight really strong men that I could, you know, call on, go to, and I'm talking about talk about anything. Yeah, yeah. that that you know, in my life, and 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 I'm fortunate for that. I don't know if if a lot of guys have that many people that they can, you know call on and say, yo, look, bro, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this or I'm, right. I'm faltering in this area or I've got this or that or a third going on. Um, and so I think we need that because women, women get their therapy on all the time. They, right. <laughs> you know, yes. They don't mind. You know what I
0: mean? Yes. So, so I, I know, and we're, we're, um, we got about 10 minutes left. Um, this is okay. so, so delicious as we're going through this and yes. we're unpacking yes, a lot. Yes. yes. You know, and just to throw in a little land yap years ago, I had a group of brothers when I lived in Ohio. We would meet every Saturday. We called it an accountability group. to keep yeah. ourselves accountable to one another to live a pure and godly life. And we would ask each yeah. other these questions every Saturday. You know, um, have you been faithful, you know, with your giving? Have you been faithful with, you know, manning your finances and caring for your family? Have you looked at any illicit material? Uh, how's your thought life? We would ask these questions and give honest answers. We had to orchestrate this for this to happen. I I truly believe that some of the victimization that transpires is because men have been victimized and have never dealt with it. And so uh, as they say, you know, I didn't coin a phrase, hurt people, hurt people.
1: They have, hurt people, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: There's a distorted view, and they need to get help. And I just want to encourage your brothers maybe listening. You know, if, if you've been victimized and you're dealing with this, and it may be sitting way back in the recesses of your mind, but you can look at your thought patterns and not if you're victimized or object, objectifying women or men, and, and and you can tie this back to what happened to you, you know, we want to encourage you to get with someone you can talk to. You know somebody who yes. who has a, a strong scriptural and and ethical basis to start having these conversations, so that we can go to the next level. We've got to deal with these yes. issues. We've got to get better. And and these kind of the the yes. the environment you're creating in your barbershop, uh, Lance, I, I I really commend you for it because I think it is exactly what is needed.
1: I, I think at the end of the day, whatever I can do to use this shop to to to, to, to you know. Better community, then that's that's what I'm, you know, that's what I want to do. And if it's nothing more than through conversation, then hey, let's 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 have some let's have some dialogue. Let's talk, man. Let's let let's get closer to each other. Proximity.
0: Absolutely. Um. So let me push yeah. the envelope a little bit. So you guys yeah. are talking about everything. So I know politics has to come up there once or twice over the past couple of
1: years. Oh man, once or twice. <laughs> that's every day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And when I say this, I I do not I, honestly. I almost feel like I'm some, I'm a TV host or host of a show or whatever because when I say every day, it's every day, man. It okay. is every day. Well, since the election cycle, we, we, you know, we've had a lot of excitement. Yeah, right. Country, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our president is a giver. I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
0: he, he gives us plenty of things to talk about, man. That, that news cycle gets slow, man. He'll get his tweet on, and
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and, and they'll give us all kind of conversation material to have up in here, <laughs> right?
0: So, so uh, you were brought up in the Christian home, right? Yes. So, would you consider yourself a, a conservative Christian, evangelical Christian? Uh, how would you? You know what
1: moniker would you give yourself um uh, at this point in time i'm a humanitarian <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 honestly you know to take care of the the you know uh, the image of god uh-huh. um i think this last election cycle really really uh did something to me and took a lot away from me but god poured a lot into me too. um that, it, that, that uh, I, I saw some things and, and uh, I felt like my eyes were open that um, I was going down a pathway that wasn't wasn't was not godly and mm. um, so with that being said I was you know a conservative registered Republican yeah. um, and most of it was based off of the abortion issue because mm. I felt like you no know, this, this was this was my this was my reason uh-huh. I said well at the end of the day uh, life in and of itself is is the is is the main issue and if we right. can't take care of the you know life at its conception then you know we're going to we're going to be flawed all over the place right um and, and, and i think that, that that there there's truth in that statement right. but i know that god is i know god is concerned about life from you know from from the womb to the to the grave right and i just felt like a lot of the in between <laughs> after the womb part on the conservative side was, was, was really missing and I'm not for abortion. So I just like, you know what, the next time I vote more than likely, I don't know, I might be writing my own name on the ballot (laughs) because, you know, I just felt like this last election cycle was really, you know, I think God showed some stuff in my own heart, showed me some stuff in my own heart that I was like, okay, I need to back off of this because I'm, I'm, I'm more caught up in the politics than what God's word says. Right and for me, you know, you know, I got to live out what what I know my core beliefs are, and that's, you know, biblical ones. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: It, so the name of the podcast is Character Matters, right? And if if you look yeah. at the, the the logo, um, there, there's a ruler there, right? And, and that ruler yeah. speaks yeah. to a standard. And so when you look at a political cycle, just to unpack unpack what you're saying a little bit. The political, um when you look at when they take, okay, this is going to be our quote unquote platform. They'll pull out one or two issues to, to mm. kind of entice their, their ilk, you know, whoever they are, are targeting and that's their platform. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's yeah. their principle. That's their platform. Right. So, wow. you know, when we look at, and I love what you said, you know, the Lord is, is, is concerned about life from the womb to the tomb and thereafter yeah. so
1: yeah
0: how can we be so pro-life and then be against every policy that would care for that life from the time they're born to the time they die
1: right wow wow
0: so it, it mm-hmm. sounds like you're kind of on a on a journey of uh deeper discovery of your <laughs> worldview. Does, does that sound right
1: Yes. Huge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, actually my, the past two years since the election, my, my, my whole world has been turned upside down in certain, you know, in in thought processes and thought patterns. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's really, and I'm grateful for it. You know, you don't know what you don't know and then you start digging into things and you realize like, Oh man, wow. How long have I been in this fog or how long have I had these blinders on or that I did not know that this is what, What's going on yeah absolutely
0: you know we're we're going to do uh, another uh segment on um on, on race um and, and and some of the things going on in this nation and i know we have some things that we didn't get a chance to talk to today that i want to go down into a deeper um discussion on and and so i want yeah. to have you back if you'll be willing to come back to go in and oh. and deal with some of those issues because i think to do them justice, um, it's going to take a segment. And so would you be willing to come back and do that?
1: Man, I, I would love to, man. I, yes, yes, definitely. I would love to. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the work that, that as a matter of fact, when I said, you know, a lot of things have been, you know, changed and turned upside down, you know, the the racial side of the, uh, the things was one of the big ones that, uh, that I've been, you know, dealing with and God's been dealing with me and yes. changing my, my thought process and everything. So, yeah.
0: One of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast, because a lot of times when you post on social media, we can post an idea or a thought and the respondents turn it into a fight. And that's yeah. not what we want. So sometimes I'm hesitant to speak. So I, I think yeah. a, a greater dialogue, there's so much to unpack. You know, you mentioned earlier yeah, that is. you have a, and I'll, 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 I'll use this term, you didn't use this term. But they call it an, an interracial marriage, right? Yes, correct.
1: And, yes. And,
0: and so, in evangelical Christian circles, even that has its own taboos. I want to deal with Dylan Roof and and some of these other things that have transpired and this silence that you spoke about that we have from the evangelical circle. We've got some things yeah. that we need to fix as a body, and we can't be so politically focused that we
1: forget what our purpose is. Yeah.
0: Any parting words that you want to give to the audience before we wrap it up today?
1: In the barbershop, shop, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a I'm a big talker, and I think that dialogue is is, is key a, a lot of the times because if you don't dialogue, nations go to war over 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 lack of communication. Mm. Um, so I think communication is 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 huge and proximity, yes. communication and proximity. The closer you can get to, to to these things that you may not know, understand, or you feel like I don't get that. Get a little closer to it. Maybe try and find get a little more understanding. And from there, you know, you can make a better informed opinion without having, you know, not even been around, you know, a certain sect of people or groups of people or whatever else and have an opinion about them. Find out for yourself, you know, rather than letting the media or me one of your friends or the music industry or whatever tell you what, the, what kind of opinion to have.
0: The Bible yeah. says, come, let us reason together. Jesus was always in you know, proximity, the people that he wanted to minister to. He
1: made wow, yeah, way to yeah. go
0: through um Samaria in order to meet the woman at the well. And yeah. um he dealt with, you know, her sin forthright, but he dealt with it in love. And then mm, it started yeah. an evangelical or evangelistic, should I say, revival in her area. Um so I thank God for you and and the work that you're doing. Um, so we will do segment two real soon here and we'll dig in a little bit deeper and we'll be able to get some biblical principle added to it Um, that's our our podcast for today we want to thank everyone for listening to uh, character matters uh, and listening to our friend lance walker and we'll be back with the next podcast and remember what i always say character matters That's this week's episode of the Character Matters Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode with your host, Gregory Trent. Thank you for listening.